0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show.
1: You were looking good out there. You had a yep. red hat on. I didn't have a hat on. Red suit, red tie, no. even red loafers. No.
0: Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Goal! Team According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpups.
1: a for the tie. Off the banks it in. Off the
0: mother, and we Everything happening in the sports world. 8 Crawford's got an an Oh, oh And even some things not happening in the sports world.
1: You're you're the bitter end. I'm the bitter man. I guess. <laughs> not the better man. The bitter man.
0: Now it's. According to Jim, here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
1: Let's do this thing, another edition of According to Jim, right here on 96.7 FM KBBE, or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner, joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, the most spirited man in McPherson, spiritual man, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Did you enjoy your weekend?
2: Uh, it was okay, and I, I, you know, I, it, my golf game's in shambles. But these things are cyclical, you know. I always say these things are cyclical, but right now I'm at the bottom of the cycle. But hopefully, you know, I'll get it turned around pretty quick. And I was feeling kind of, you know, nonplussed today, but then we went to football practice.
1: When you get to football practice, you get to feel a little bit the better. The blood
2: started pumping up there. Pistols there. You know, checking it out. We were there. Coach Pav had about 83 young hopefuls, putting you know putting them through the paces. And for those who think bullpup football is going to fall off after the loss of such great players like the Bus and Kyler Hoppus and 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 Khalil Lisbon and uh, Huff Wired, all those great guys at Noah Avila. Uh, don't worry, they're going to still be plenty good after what we saw today. It was a fun practice. It
1: was very lively. And, of course, it's not like they have pads on and are out there hitting each other and running the Oklahoma drill and and really getting into football immediately. These are kind of their walk-through practices. You can begin to imagine at the beginning of any season, they're taking their time, going through all the fundamentals again, making sure everybody understands blocking schemes. Learning plays. You're learning how things work. But it's still... Got the football feel to it. And you could kind of tell. I don't know if you could tell, Steve, but some of the seniors and the older guys that made a lot of impacts last year and had their junior season or their sophomore seasons come to an end around earlier than they wanted, you could see they were on a mission today. That this group is very excited about what can happen this year. It's a group that returns so many great pieces on defense and that, I think the Goddard game has resonated with a lot of people in the state semifinals and that it has carried over here into the offseason.
2: Well, my first impression, I had a different first impression than you did, the physicality and the definition, muscle definition, how much these guys obviously have been working in the weight room because we saw some kids that don't look anything like they did last year, and that is their dedication to the weight room. Of course, Coach Pav and the SPS program, uh, they do a great job of uh, uh, you know turning these young guys into men, you know, as far as football players and there's some athletes out there there's some big guys there there are some big guys, and that's the other thing. I thought I saw a lot more size than I remember last year.
1: There was a lot of size out there and big numbers too you you mentioned eighty three yeah, that is a big, big group of football players at a small. 5A, or for football, a big 4A school. Right. There are some 4A schools that have about 45 guys that come out for football. And that's counting freshmen. Right. And I'm sure you can remember back in the late 80s or mid-80s when the teams were struggling for a little bit, that they probably didn't have 83 guys out playing football.
2: No, not at all. In, In the 90s, when, you know, the 90s was that forgettable decade. We had a really, I think we won 28 games in 10 years in the 90s, and uh, it was really tough. And the numbers, I mean, we didn't probably suit up 40 guys, you know, for a football game. But uh, all that, you know, Tom Young, I still go back to Tom Young. He changed the whole culture. Coach Pav has just kept it on going. And right now, Bullpup Football is really one of the well-established programs in the state regardless of class. And this is a program that is really – maintained high excellence since 2006 that's when coach young arrives so you're looking at this will be the 14th or 15th year you know beginning with coach young and now to coach pav and it's a, it's a program that's just it looks like it's going to be good every year now we'll see what happens After this year, when McPherson most likely will be a 5A football pro...
1: I don't know about that, That, Steve. But if they are... They're probably going to be a 4A again.
2: You think they'll be a 4A? Based
1: off of the projections and the numbers and where the cut line is going to be, per se. Excuse me. Probably a 4A again in football. Because remember... There are 64 teams in the top 2 classes in football.
2: Right. In
1: basketball, there are 72. Right. And where right. McPherson has typically been in the last 2 or 3 years is in between that 64 and 72 right. in size. So it makes a pretty big difference and I think that they will probably be 4A again, but that's a story for another day. One thing I wanted to point out to Steve that I thought was really cool today did you see the extra people that were hanging around practice today? Exactly. Do you know how many college football coaches would say, eh, I'm too important, I've got a bigger job to do than to go participate with the high school team in your town? How many college head football coaches do you think ran scout team defense today for their local high school football well, team?
2: Jeremiah Fiskus, the first-year McPherson college coach, and several members of his staff were out there they were lending their support. Coach Fiscus was running the scout team. I mean, he was right in the middle of it there. Uh, you know, they had, uh, I think, he's his new d- defensive coordinator. I haven't met him yet, but he was out there. We saw Coach Anderson out there for a while. Uh, I believe uh, Coach Red was out there. Uh, several of the Mack college coaches, and like Coach Pav said when he was talking to you and, and me after, afterwards, he says, all these kids are getting coaches. He says we got like a sixteen man coaching staff right this week. You know, when you put the MAC high coaches and the MAC college coaches, every kid is getting special coaching. So that is really special. And, you know, how many these ninth graders, they're getting coached by a – you know, at some point during this week, the college coach every you know, they rotate stations. Right. So at some point they're getting coached by a college coach. You know, that's gotta make that's gotta make them feel really excited.
1: I know that there are some people that might not think of McPherson as one of the top programs in the state. They might not initially think that. But when you watch what this program does as a coaching staff, as a group, and especially what they've done on the field for the last five years, they have moved themselves into that category of top programs. And you've seen that happen on the basketball side here, right. Steve, for a long time, where there's an expectation. There's the way that you go about practice. There's the way that your practice is run and what they're supposed to look and feel like. And this is a program, to me, that has moved into that category, into that department where they show up, they know what they're supposed to do, they're having fun, but it's not a goof around, stand around, not get any work done type of atmosphere. And one
2: reason to me for that is, if you go clear back to Coach Young, this coaching staff has basically not experienced hardly any turnover. Right. Coach Harlan's been there a long time. Coach Corcoran has been there a long time. Coach Gerzen's been there. Coach Gerstner. Uh, Sanbo. Uh, I know I'm leaving some a lot of guys. How about Monty? Monty. Uh, uh, Labertu. Coach Labertu's, you know, been helping. And, uh, you know, this is a coaching staff. They, they, they've they been together so long. They know what they're doing. I mean, even Coach Pav can kind of stand in the middle, and his coaches are coaching the various stations. Scotty D, Scotty oh, Davis, Scotty D, yeah, Scotty he's D. He's the man, Scotty D. You know he's a
1: big fan of the Bachelor, right? Bachelor and uh, Bachelorette. We're,
2: we're leaving the Bachelor out. Of he's this a thing. big fan. We're, we're all football today. We're <laughs> we're focused right now on football. We don't want to talk about the Bachelor, but the uh, uh, the coaching staff—they've been together. I mean, that I always feel like this team is way ahead of a lot of other teams, just because the coaches have been together a long time. And this is a coaching staff that's not been afraid to play sophomores. You know, look at how many guys are going to be three-year players. You look at Cody Stufflebean this year, who, by the way, has been offered by K-State. That's right. We had it at midkansasonline.com today. Cody Stufflebean now has an offer from three Power 5 schools.
1: Wisconsin, Virginia Tech, and K-State.
2: Wow. And I'll tell you what, I'll put my money on K-State, because I think Cody really likes K-State, and it wouldn't surprise me if... That's where he ends up. I, I could be wrong. He, there may be You've some, never been wrong before. There may be a school that comes in and blows him away. Maybe Nick Saban comes in and says, hey, you're my guy.
1: What about my guy Chad Morris down at Arkansas? Well, I know. You think you're, he could, you're you wearing, think he could you're, woo-pig
2: him? You, you've got your Arkansas uh, shirt on today with the the hog or whatever it is on there. It is a razorback. But uh, Cody's going to be getting a lot of offers. And, and uh, what uh, Coach Pav told me, an interesting story about the Wisconsin offer, He says Wisconsin got on him because of Bishop Miege. Right. Bishop Miege coaches were preparing to play McPherson. They really thought McPherson and not Goddard was going to be their opponent. And apparently when Wisconsin was talking to Miege about some of their kids, he said, hey, there's a kid in McPherson we've been watching on film.
1: For the last three years. For the last
2: last couple years that is going to be a big-time player. So you might want to look at him too. And that's how Wisconsin got on him.
1: Steve, you're a football guy. I am a football guy. You felt like a football guy today. You're walking around. You're feeling good. You're checking out all the people. Talking to the
2: kids. We had
1: an enjoyable day today, and that's what's fun about these programs. And you and I get some insider access sometimes, and and we get to know what's going on. and, And we get to see some things that your average fan doesn't get to see. Your average parent doesn't get to see. This is a fun team. Yeah. And I know that football is three months away. And our summer kind of just started. Yeah. But I wish we could fast forward a little oh, bit to I the end too. of July, and, and beginning thing, of August.
2: One of the things that I noticed about this team is they're deep. Yes. And the quarterback position, that's going to be the number one question to be answered. But you got three candidates. Any one of them could do a good job. Um, I have no doubt. You got a senior, you got a junior, and you got a sophomore, which is the ideal situation. And then there's a couple freshmen down there. I'll tell you what. Some big dudes. Big dudes. There, there's some dudes in that freshman class. A uh, couple guys, I, I had to say, who's that guy? Because he, I said, is he a new guy? Well, he's a freshman. I'm going, holy <laughs> cow. I looked at him. And then all, we got a transfer, Inman transfer, Matt Ramey. Right. Matt Ramey is going to help the bullpup somewhere. Well, he when was, you're a
1: 1,000-yard rusher he was for the Teutons. Thou- he was
2: a 1,000-yard rusher at Inman. But when you look at the guy, he's like 6'2", maybe what, 195, 200? He's an athlete, and they're going to find a spot for him. And you put him on a DN opposite of Cody Stuffelbean, ooh. I wouldn't want to be those uh, right tackles and left tackles.
1: Steve, I feel like we are in SEC country talking about football on Paul Finebaum. Uh, uh, we're we're talking about football on June third and right. saying, "Oh well, what's what's the playoff format going to look like? Yeah. How are we going to be seated?" Yeah. Uh, I wish we could open up and the you know, phones and, like and they do know, on SEC. And you know, the,
2: the uh, boys' basketball team had team camp last week. We really didn't talk too much about that but we get to see them all summer all the month of June because they play out in the summer league so we can always talk about them a little later but I will say coach Kinnaman was absolutely ecstatic with how team camp went last week and he really believes if people are writing off the bullpups because they've lost several players you know from last year's team I don't think you want to First off, you don't write off McPherson. Yeah, I was basketball. about to say somebody Any, has to have learned. Anybody that would write off McPherson High basketball would be crazy. But there's a that bullpup team. There about nine. There's nine guys that are pretty solid.
1: All right, Steve. Let's take our first break and we can take a deep breath and step back from football. <laughs> you want to talk about the NBA Finals game number two from last night? Let's do it. All right, we'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, ninety-six point seven FM, KBBE. <laughs>
2: You are
0: listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from twelve thirty to one p.m. on ninety-six point seven FM KBBE, or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: Back on this afternoon's, according to Jim, ninety-six point seven FM KBBE. Steve, did you hear something new there a minute ago? I did! Are you very excited about it? I'm very excited. And that is that The Field House is one of our sponsors here. I'm a big fan of The Fieldhouse to begin with. Oh, yeah. Not just because they pay me to say that, yeah. but also, I really like beer. Yeah. Do you like beer, Steve?
2: I did when I was younger.
1: You did back in your day? Yeah. They've got a lot of different beers there. I know they oh, do. I've, I've... It's a good place to be. What what about pretzel bites? What do you think of pretzel bites? Are you familiar with what that is? I'm not. I'm not. Well, it would be like taking a soft pretzel and chunking it up a little bit into some smaller cubes. Yeah. Or if you decided to just have one long pretzel stick. Yeah. And you can dip it into cheese or Ooh. any sort of dip you know, You know, anything would like. with cheese on it. Some that's... beer cheese with some soft pretzels. There, there you go. Oh, well, they've well, got it all there. Well, it is delicious. We're
2: very happy to have the Fieldhouse on as a sponsor. And if you want to sponsor the show, hey, contact us.
1: Call Steve. Just say, call, hey, no. Steve, I
2: want, a, I I, want it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't call me, but call the radio station and see if you Start want to. Start
1: selling it. yourself a little bit more, Steve. Endorsements. Okay. Maybe you could go out to Midway Motors and say, Hey, I'm Steve Sell. You want to buy a Chevy today? Call me. Well, and they'll say, who? (laughs) I think that's the way you should do it. Oh, okay. Well, Steve, did you enjoy game two of the finals last night? I know you were intently watching. I did intently watch. I mean, you're a big fan of the finals. You're just not a big fan of the NBA regular season or the first couple of playoff series. The
2: first nine months of the season.
1: So, the first half last night where Toronto is lighting up this Golden State team that felt like they weren't, in sync. They weren't really making shots besides Steph and Clay early on in the first half. Curry is sitting there having to drink water every single break. He's not feeling good. And he
2: was 0-6 for the first quarter.
1: But he started to heat up a little bit right before the half. Right. Were you thinking at halftime, uh uh-oh, this Toronto team's about to go up 2-0? No. And and that your bold predictions of Warriors and 5 was about to be untrue?
2: Coach Kinneman was watching the game with me, and I said at halftime... This series is over. Golden State will win the second half. They'll win the game, and you can just go ahead, and and this series is over. Golden State won the series. To me, the series ended last night by winning that game. And I say that. I know that Clay Thompson may not play the next game. He's having an MRI today. They don't play till Wednesday, but Boogie's back. Boogie Cousins had a great game think he played about 26, 28 minutes. Yep. Double-double for him. Had some good assists. Made a
1: big three.
2: Made a big three. I'm telling you, Toronto, Kawhi looks dead tired. He looks exhausted. He, I mean, he, he scored about 30-some last night, but he, but he just didn't look, he didn't seem explosive. Kyle Lowry, he's MIA. I mean, for a guy that's supposed to be an all-star, he's not playing well. Uh, Pascal Siakam came back to earth. Gasol didn't show up. He he looked like he should have been in the NFL last night with the picks he was throwing. He was too busy knocking guys down instead of knocking down shots. So I think the series basically ended last night. Golden State goes back. They win two to go up 3-1. They might lose game five, but they finish it off in six no matter what.
1: I don't know if last night was 100% the nail in the coffin, but dagger. you just got this feeling that when the Raptors start off the third quarter allowing Golden State to go 18-zip on them and immediately go from being up 9 or 6 or 5 at the half to all of a sudden being down by double digits where you you look up and all of a sudden you're in the hole by 12. It's
2: a morale killer. That's what I say about Golden State, though. They have to have a purpose to get focused. They saw that they could go down to 0 Now, if they go down 2-0... Things I,
1: get interesting. Things get
2: interesting. I will say that. Even though I still think Golden State would win 4 out of 5 and win the series, you know, 4-3. to three. But this series is over. And I know I'm sticking my neck out there saying it's over. You're a bold man. But it's over. Maybe one of the things I
1: realized last night too, Steve... We were having a conversation at the beginning of this series when Durant was still healthy, when Cousins was still healthy, when Klay Thompson was playing, and you and I were saying, this is a Golden State team that's not that deep, that they're really good in that front seven, but after that, I don't know. I think the thing that I've been most impressed with in this series and in the Western Conference Finals is that they have had some what you would call non-factor players. Right be able to step in and make really big plays. Jarebko has made some big shots in Livingston. the series. McKinney, yeah, Sean Livingston has probably been the hero for this team in terms of just keeping them afloat right. whenever Curry's not on the floor. Gavon Looney has been good. I know he wasn't that great last night. Bogan. Quinn Cook made some big threes. Andrew Bogut has been good. And these were guys that I was barely even expecting to see play right. this entire series. And they have had to play some really big moments. I mean, when Klay Thompson went down last night, there was at least a glimmer of hope in Toronto's eyes that they were thinking, okay, maybe this is our opportunity to get back in this game. But now that you can see not only that they can win without Kevin Durant, they can win without Klay Thompson, they can win without Boogie Cousins. And
2: Iguodala missed some time last night. He was out for a while.
1: And that when you start to see that this team can win with whoever they have on the floor, I think that is what was such a confidence killer for Toronto And what, I, Toronto say, and last what I
2: say is they are the New England Patriots of the NBA. Steph Curry is Tom Brady. And you just plug in guys around him. Now, granted, Clay and Draymond Green aren't just guys. They're, they're like Gronkowski and, and Randy, know, Moss. Randy Moss. But But Steph is the Tom Brady. He's still the best player on that team. Even when Durant's there, I still say he's the most important player on the team because his ability to hit those long, long shots opens things up inside. Boogie got his thing on last night. He was finger-rolling and dunking. And, Are and, you
1: a DeMarcus Cousins fan? you like Boogie?
2: I don't really. But Why not? I, I, he's, I, he, if he just lighten up a little bit. just <laughs> He doesn't enjoy the game. He plays so angry. I guess that's, that's his thing is playing. Eh? He'd been a great Greg Marshall player because – he just plays angry all the time. He feels like the, the refs are against him, the world's against him, and the only buddy he's got is he's got his band of brothers on his team. And other than that, everybody's against him.
1: When you were watching that final possession where Golden State was up two, Toronto is pressing them. They're trying to get the ball back.
2: I wanted and, them to and, and foul anybody but I Curry. I They had to foul. They had to foul. They not with Curry, but if Draymond. Iguodala, any of those guys touch it, you had to foul.
1: But when you saw them scrambling around and Curry threw that pass into the middle, that it looked like Kawhi Leonard was going to steal, Almost had it down by two and dribble down and make the game-winning three. Did did you get the feeling that they were going to turn it over, or did you just know that it would be kicked out to Iguodala and, and that, that he would bury and a three? And that's a
2: shot. They, you know, if it weren't five seconds left in the game, they would welcome that shot. They'd want Iguodala to take that shot because he's not a great shooter. But what he has proven in his career, he is a good big game, situational shooter. The Warriors
1: and have a lot of big game players. I think do. that's what we're learning too.
2: Yeah, and and let's face it, they're the they're the best team. They're
1: going to win it again. Draymond Green was really good last night too. Yeah, and seventeen, ten, and nine.
2: Yeah, say what you will about all his antics and how loud, and he hasn't been really that bad lately. He's, no. He finally did come out a couple weeks ago and say, I'm kind of ashamed that I act like such a ball baby whiner. I don't like whiners or ball babies. I've and, never heard you whine. No, I don't <laughs> no. whine. No. I don't No, whine. I've never heard I you. I don't whine at all, no. <laughs> I've never
1: heard you. I'm a half full guy. I'm not a half empty <laughs> guy. Mutter a foul word after a, <laughs> a tee shot on number 16 at Turkey Creek. I've never heard you never. say one mean never. word. Never. I'm upbeat. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like whiners. Oh, no. All right. Okay. I, I think if Coach Kinnaman heard that, he would roll over.
2: Well, he's rolling his eyes as we speak,
1: probably. <laughs> All right, Steve, we'll take our final break and be back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Tap.
1: Ramping up today's according to Jim 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, I wanted to ask you something. Ask me. Did you sit around and and watch much ESPN this weekend? No. Were you watching sports? Were you you sitting around or were you just golfing the whole time?
2: Uh, I was golfing. I covered some baseball. Oh, that's right. Saturday. I went right basically from golf to baseball. So I really didn't watch that much. I watched a little bit of the U.S. Women's Open. I I always like to watch. The U.S. Open and uh, well, I wanted to see
1: if you have in any interest in women's college world series, the softball tournament going I on in Oklahoma City. I have not. I would think you would be a big fast pitch fan.
2: You get it down to the final eight teams, and they're really good. Well, I just, I just haven't. Now tonight, Major League Baseball draft. Royals, That's right? Royals cannot mess this up. There's no way. Like, there's three amazing players that are all the. I was watching the uh, MLB pre-draft show. They say the top three guys, the experts, alleged experts say, the top three guys in the draft could all be future Hall of Famers. And Kansas City picks second. So that means there's no way they They'll can. They'll pick th- the one that's not. They're going to pick Bobby Witt Jr., I think. I I really believe that. Bobby? I think, I think the catcher from Oregon, Oregon or Oregon State, I can't remember. Switch hitting catcher. They said he's the best. Oregon State. Is that he's the he best. beat
1: the mighty Arkansas Razorbacks he's in the, the College best World Series. Last pro- year.
2: The best catching prospect in 30 years. Switch hitter, hits for power. Then you have Bobby Witt Jr., shortstop, great, all the tools. And then a first baseman named Vaughn. I think, Mo okay. Vaughn? I think he no, I remember Movon. Oh Vaughn? yeah, I like I like Modo Uh Mo, 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 Mo Dog uh, Vaughn, he's a first baseman. I believe he's out of California. And they said he is the best pure hitter. In the draft. So the Royals have picked second twice. They have picked Alex Gordon. And they've picked Mike Moustakas. And uh, those worked out pretty well for them.
1: Yeah, not too bad. They had a really good run of draft picks in that 2004 to about 2009 era mm-hmm. where they couldn't really miss with their first round picks, maybe right. because they were like number one, number two, and number right. three. Right. And maybe this is what it takes to get them going Well, Hosmer,
2: again. I think, wasn't Hosmer in the third overall? I think he was a third overall
1: pick. He was right in there in the top five. Yeah. Gordon was four or five two. or two.
2: Yeah, Moustakas was two.
1: Bubba Starling, well...
2: He was six. Yeah, Yeah, he was outside of the top five. Ooh, that's yeah. true. And he still... In the minors, trying to figure it out.
1: All right, Steve. Coming up later this week, we've got a lot of McPherson Pipeliner baseball going on. You've got several stories up at midkansasonline.com. And they they're play, playing this afternoon. They play
2: this afternoon. If you didn't catch, if you didn't check the website out, they were supposed to play here tonight. Uh, the weather forecast for when they were supposed to play is for calling for possible rain, so they have moved the game up to 3:30. Uh, they're two and one on the year. They've won two at home, lost their only road game. So, Beersting, see who they throw today. It might be the uh, the kid that th- threw about a week ago uh, in their practice game. Through They're playing the same team they played about a week ago, through five hitless innings. That would probably be a pretty good chance. And uh, Anyway, get out and see some Pipeliner baseball.
1: Also, Steve, tell the people how to contact you if they've got some stories that they want to be seen at midkansasonline.com.
2: Steve.sell at midkansasradio.com. I put a story up on our website today. We want your stories. In fact, I just got a story right before we came on the air. The U-8 baseball team won their bracket for their age division. Hey. So I'm uh, I'm going to uh, uh, get that posted this afternoon. Got a team picture, and and uh, we'll get that posted. So we want your news. We want your sports, and we'll post it.
1: That's right. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow.